good evening. You are listening to the Patty G Show. I am your host, Patrick Grimion. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope it inspires you in some way to do something out of your comfort zone that gets you one step closer to achieving your dream. And if you like the show and want to be notified when the latest episodes are released, please hit that like and subscribe button. I hope you enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? Um, I am Patrick Grimion. You're listening to the Patty G Show. I have a good friend, Kasra Khalili, over here with the company Mentor, which is a pretty cool, interesting, I guess, digital platform or service app that we're going to get into with Kasra. Uh, so, Kasra, introduce yourself, your name, and you know what? Give us the 30 second elevator pitch of Mentor. Sure. First off, uh, thanks. Appreciate it, Patrick, for having me on today. This is uh, this is cool. And um, yes, uh, so I'm the CEO of Mentor. It's a match-driven networking platform for entrepreneurs. The for the last three years, I've focused my entire career around the networking and professional connection space. So alongside that, I am the author of an upcoming book called Ask Holes. Uh, how Ask to, Holes. Ask Holes. Yes. That's okay. Right. Uh, Ask Holes, how to give first and network later to build uh, valuable relationships, as well as the chapter director for Startup Grind here in Baton Rouge. So you could say, you know, connection is really a big thing for me. Um, and, you know, being in the startup scene here for the last few years has has been one of a lot of growth, uh, especially here in Baton Rouge. That's great, man. So what what is Startup Grind? I, haven't, I don't think I've heard of that. What is it? Yeah, so Startup Grind is, so it's a event-based uh, program out that's backed by Google. What they do is they primarily focus on fireside chats, um, interviewing interviewing amazing founders, entrepreneurs, is where they live. So when you go to a Startup Grind event, you know, one of some of the values that they share is helping others, uh, giving first, and making friends, not connections. So immediately, you know, me hearing that, and I said, okay, yes, yes, and yes, um, how can I get started? So they have chapters across the world, um, and through a monthly fireside chat, uh, that's how people really get involved with them. Yeah. Okay. So what what happens? Like, what's a typical event that would take place within this chat? Like, who's somebody that they, that y'all brought in recently and had at one of these yeah. events? So for me, actually, our first event is December twelfth. So okay, this is you know me being the chapter director for Startup Grind is fairly new, and it's interesting. The way I got into that was when I was here in Baton Rouge. Last March, I started coming across this gap that I felt in the community. And I'm like, you know, no one no one here is getting together for anything. You know, we have brew. We have a couple events here and there. But we don't have anything that's consistent where people are just, you know, the startup community here, as small as it is, should be much easier to connect them, right? Wrong. I, I went about setting up my own meetup that, you know, got a, a fairly good number of people, I think, on it. However, I couldn't consistently build uh, the monthly events as, as I wanted, you know, as I, as, I, as I envisioned it in my head. Um, that eventually died down about after about four times. And, but along that, and one of the reasons we shut it down, was because of Startup Grind. I came across the chapter director in New Orleans, and um, he starts telling me about it. And I look, and there's a chapter in Baton Rouge. I'm like, okay, great, there's a chapter in Baton Rouge. How do I get started? I start sending messages to the director, no response. I, you know, follow up. I send messages to the, I guess, um, 
board, whoever, you know, uh, higher organizational level, like, how does this get started? And then after about two months in a response, I get an email from the director in New Orleans saying, hey, I'm referring you to be the director in Baton Rouge. The, that director will no longer be in place after next week uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, and then I started the application process. I started, you know, we went through the interviews and October, beginning of October is when they appointed me as director. Okay, so, so this is fairly recent. Then. Fairly, yeah, very recent. And one thing that excites me is, um, well, not only do they, they already have a great platform that I think Baton Rouge could benefit from, but me as, as someone who is really passionate about this, but I have not set up events of this nature before, uh, it gives me all the tools, you know, and it helps me, you know, drive this vehicle to that would, you know, create a better ecosystem here in Baton Rouge for, for startups and founders and entrepreneurs alike. So I'm excited about the first one. The speaker is to be announced, but it should be a good time. Yeah, that's great. And do we have a location? Do we have any dates or any promotional? We have stuff December twelfth. them. December we have 12th. December twelfth. Okay. Um, hopefully by the beginning of next week, you'll see the post on within the Startup Grind Facebook page, Instagram meetups, um, and of course startupgrind.com as well. You'll be able to find it. Perfect, perfect. We're going to link all of that in the show notes. Everybody can easily find that. Yes. Um, so let's let's go back to mentor. Kind of give us, you know, what made you want to start that. And I kind of, I've kind of been listening to you, and you, you're talking all about connections and about helping people on those startups and build those connections or those relationships rather. And so, what led you to start mentor? So, I I was not in this startup space at all. Um, la you know, when I came out of college, I'd graduated with a degree in occupational safety, health, and environment. Um, you know, that business is not a part of that. It's, you know, it's a regulatory job. It's one that where you understand peoples and processes and, you know, I, I never really thought of myself to, to go down that route. However, I grew up in, in a family that had a lot of businesses. Um, uh, we were immigrants from Iran and when we came here, I grew up in those family businesses. So I always say that I think my parents, uh, you know, essentially they pushed it in me and like built the entrepreneurship gene in me. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I was just born with it. I don't know. Because as soon as I stepped on, onto the job when I left college, I immediately knew. I was like, I don't want to fucking do this. Like, I don't want this. Like, you know, that like it wasn't just working for someone else. Because I, I hope I can inspire people to work for me, obviously. But it was being in the, the type of companies that that didn't want to see change, weren't okay with um, change that was so clearly necessary. And so in that moment, I started coming across, you know, of as I was building my own skills, I was like, okay, you know what? I want to start my own business. I, I want to figure out how to do what my parents did, except I want to do what my parents did and not have to go through the struggles they did. Because right. coming here, they didn't know people, you know, they just, you know, you, you, you tell any immigrant, hey, to start a business, like tomorrow, they have like their stand up with something, they're selling something, right? Like my parents started a restaurant business and don't know shit about restaurants. Like they don't, you know, like my dad was an architect, you know, um, my, my, my mom was a, a baker, like, you know, it just like nothing pointed that we should be in the restaurant business. But I think that's some that's the a powerful thing about immigrants, and that's a totally different subject. Um, but so as I started trying to reach out to people, 
I I took a lot of the normal routes. So I there's a entity called Score that provides mentors, you know, to for small businesses. It's out of the SBDC, and I reached out to them. They sent me with the mentor, uh, a old retired guy who handed me a template of a business plan and said, fill this out. Great. Fill it out. What next? Next, you go to this and do this step. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I wanted. I I can Google. Yeah. You know? So, okay. So that was like, that's not a route for me. Next, I went to LinkedIn and I started messaging people. Um, you know, it's like, felt like cold emailing almost, you know, and people wouldn't respond or they would. And then they would, you know, not know exactly what I wanted from them. There was a lot of miscommunication, like intention. I mean, even now, I, I get messages now from people who say, hey, I just want to connect. I'm like, great. What else? Like, yeah. why do you want to connect? You know? Like, what do you want? You, nothing else. Or just, hey, hey, just want to connect. It's like having the friends on Facebook that just are there to look at your stuff and nothing else, right? Right. But in the professional space, I don't understand it. How, how, you know, it's like someone just like slips their business card into your pocket without ever having to introduce themselves. It makes no sense <laughs> to me, you know? Well, yeah, and, I, mean, I see that as well. I mean, you've got all these people on LinkedIn that are just after the connection or just after getting that additional connection, but then that's it. You know, they send that initial, yeah. hey, I'm so glad we can thank you for connecting with me. And I'm what, like, what is that? Okay. okay, now what? Yeah, now and, what? And so we're connected so that, and for me, I you know, I have a strong belief that that is so... That is a resume builder. It's the 500 plus that people are looking for. Right. You know, like, I mean, I, I believe truly, you know, LinkedIn is a is a tool, a sales tool that, you know, it lets you research and look at people's backgrounds that you need to sell to, as well as create an audience around the content that you have as a business owner, as a marketer, at whatever it may be. It is a way for you to showcase your skills. Um, it, and I think... What was a platform to connect people, connection has become second, um, and it's become a numbers game, you know, and it's become a, a look at me, and don't get me wrong, there's a place for that. But on my journey, as I was trying to connect with people, I found that that wasn't the place. So, I, you know, as, as I continue, um, I just realized I was having a really hard time connecting with people, like, like having real connections with them. Some people I met, you know, didn't really have the experience I was looking for. I was looking specifically for someone who had already started and launched a tech company. You know, local would be best, right? Right. Uh, three or four years ahead of me, you know, because it's much more than the, the skill in that specific thing, but I need them to have experienced life too. Um, so I met people who didn't have the experience. I met some that did and didn't share my values. Uh, some would say I'm selfish and say, well, you should have just taken advice. You know, they're willing to give you advice. Why don't you just take it? Well, I don't want to. I think there's too many people out there for me to accept it. Um, eventually, uh, so I in this process, I grudgingly launched my own uh, sa safety consulting business because I was like, I'm damn good at this. At this whole writing safety policies, implementing them, um, and executing uh, throughout. However, uh, that failed miserably. I, I never got a sale. I've got meetings with people. You know, I, I set up all these templates and I set up a, a nice sales process um, and all through Google and just trying to figure it out. Just didn't work out. I, I There was a lot of nuance that I wasn't prepared for, that I wasn't expecting. Uh, some ageism in there. You know, we live in a, this industry, you know, I don't know what would you call it, like this 
this uh, like plant centered area here in Baton Rouge, you know, like the, and, the plant environment yeah. heavily swings towards the older generation as more it, knowledgeable and yeah. more relatable to those people that have the ability to make the decisions. That's right. Oh, look, I, I, I've been on three different safety teams and on all three safety teams, the closest person to age with me and me being a senior level safety uh, specialist, the closest person age with me was 45. Wow. You know, like, like, so I did not take that hint that, that maybe what I should have done. And I go back on this a lot is I should have partnered up with someone used my skills in building safety policies and procedures and the execution side and helped someone else that had the, that other piece, the, the, the communication, the sales piece, the, the connections. Um, so still, you know, I, I end up failing that. What happened next was like, I, I went to Los Angeles and this is where a lot of my family lives. And I was visiting a cousin of mine, uh, by the name Amir Nikru, and he's my first mentor. So what happened is me and him started talking and we started chatting and I told him about some of my goals. I told him about where I was in life and he really took to me and he started, he started, you know, just feeding me, giving me, giving me that feedback, giving me what I wanted to, what I needed to hear. And then invited me into his health and wellness business as well for experience so that I can create my own brand so that I can, if I, if I really want to hustle, I want, really want to make some money to do so and help others uh, succeed in their um, overall health and wellness as well. What that led to was we started having these, let's say, weekly calls. And this dude's, you know, he's he's telling me everything I I need to hear. He's shutting me down when I need to be shut down. Um, you know, he's teaching me about the the various aspects of of sales and brand and, and building connections that I that I was looking for. That's what I was looking for, you know. I I I did okay in that health and wellness business, but it wasn't my thing. It just just wasn't the thing for me. Um however, what I got from the connection with him was so much more valuable. And it was the connection with him that led me to mentor. So where we are, right? Right. I was on a flight home and I was just sitting there just, just, you know, in the, in this happy state of, wow, like my life and the mentality of, you know, have turned, you know, 180 degrees, you know, cause this guy has helped me now through launching that business, you know, doing well in that. He's helping my relationship. He's got helped me get a promotion to my job. I'm just like, wow, man, this is so great. Why isn't there a way for people to do that? Why isn't there people a way for people to get mentors, get help, be connected on a more personal and real level? Um, and then as soon as I landed, I was like, I'm gonna do that. And then <laughs> yeah, and then like and like then it took fold. It, it took fold. And like, you know, um, I mean, we can we can get into it and you can, you know, about the details like mentor was originally like we're just going to we're going to help everyone get mentors but where we are today is simply that is we're a networking platform that's match driven to help entrepreneurs connect with people they need but more so to help them take away the barriers of what do i say helping them create real intention and clarity in why they want to connect with other people so there's no why, you know, what does this person send me a quick connection request for? You know, the, the platform is built in a way so that 
if I send you a request, you know why I'm sending it to you. You can see why we're matched, at what level we're matched, what the biggest thing is that you can give to me and that I can give to you. And a very streamlined process, I'd say, on a platform that's designed to help people connect rather than just get a bunch of followers, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not like people can view your profile and say, oh, this guy's got 20 or so mentors. They go, oh, this guy knows safety. He knows construction. He's also got some experience with restaurants and he's been doing, you know, this type of business for so long. Wow. I think I could really benefit by knowing this guy and I have got some stuff in that space as well. We could probably collaborate and help each other out or at least help each other grow yep. in the direction we're working on. Now I'm going to connect with you. Yeah, except you don't have to do that thinking. We'll do it for you. Okay. So when you go on, you'll say, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a top match with Kazra. The value he can provide, that I can provide to him is marketing and Kazra can help me in sales. Like, it will already take all of those steps out of the way. And that's why we call it a match-driven networking platform. So, it you know, it's not so much of this searching and, and looking for specific injuries and job titles. Again, you know, these are people that we're essentially trying to allow people to spend less time going to networking event after networking event, cold email after cold email, search after search after search on LinkedIn and message after message and hoping they respond and sending connection requests that the other people understand where values is along with a messaging uh, system for meeting as well that's so clear with intent um, that both people can enter that relationship on level ground. Like from the onset, there's no question as to why we're connecting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's been interesting because it wasn't that. Like, you know, it... It, it we've we've launched uh, other versions of the product. It used to be a, you know, at first we said we're going to do mentoring for everyone. Mm -hmm. And then we said we're going to do a university mentoring software, which we built, which we just, just sitting there in Scott's, you know, uh, library somewhere. Um, so it's, and, th and then we, and then we launched uh, a product for entrepreneurs to be connect. But what happened was when we launched that one, we launched that one with mentor-mentee titles. So the one thing you'll find, anyone that goes onto mentor platform, I know that the, the name may be misleading, but the mentor platform right now does not have a quote-unquote mentor or mentee. There is no, I go in and this is the clear role that I have. Like The issue we found there is when we launched the product back in April, we had two onboarding processes, one for mentors, one for mentees. And we vetted mentors, you know, and we brought, you know, specific mentees on and we marketed in that way that you come on and mentees, engaged mentees want to reach out to these high value mentors, right? It's going to work. It'd be great. Well, so it, what, it, what's interesting that happened is we go and we launch it and then we get four times as many mentors as the mentees. <laughs> like what the hell like remember, remember sitting there we're sitting i'm sitting there with scott and i'm like why is this supposed to be this way like you know i'm like maybe maybe they're coming maybe the mentees are coming and like and you know we put out some more information i reach out to a few more people and i you know i put it out there and then i get six more mentor signups i'm like what the hell well 
Um, what we found is that almost every mentor wanted a mentor. Every mentee wanted a mentee. There was like we had created the same silos that I faced back in the day. We, you know, we we became the gatekeeper of who gets a mentor or doesn't get a mentor. We became the person who verifies who's good enough and who's not good enough. Where there's plenty of people out there, and I think everyone, and not and that can give something, you know, to others and find something of value from the other person. You know, so that's why we took off the mentor mentee uh, labels and various onboarding processes, because you know it, it. And it's funny because you know we, you set out to do something and we ended up, like we ended up creating the same problem. Right. And it's you know it sucks you know but it's that's what happened and we had to live with that right that that we did the work and what we learned from that. Yeah, but I mean, and it's. You know, it's it's almost as if mentor wouldn't be where it is today if, in fact, you had succeeded that first time and it did work out. You had mentee and mentor, and it worked as perfectly as you wanted it to work. You think it still would have come to the same, you know, end result where you're at right now and where you're going, or would that problem have never come up? I guess if you had mentees sign up, would you have taken the same approach to where it's at now, where it's more of okay, you realized people want somebody on their same level not necessarily yeah. somebody above them or below them. So interesting. Um, I think, I don't think we would be where we are today. I don't think we would have pivoted and have the um, app that, that's coming out today. What I think would have happened is we would have realized we couldn't scale that. You know, because what we were doing is we were doing this we were coming across as a mentor for hire, you know, and, and because of that, the people coming to us had a certain expectation that 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 they were being hired on as mentors, and and I I don't you know it's hard to say I just don't think you know the more I, I put a lot of thought into into this, and I just don't think that we would have been ex and it was a small sample size, but I don't know how we would have. Uh, scaled it, which in some sense makes sense because our approach was wrong, you know? Yeah. Wow. It's hard to answer. I mean, it's hard to answer that question. You know, it, it's like it's like thinking, you know, the, the university uh, platform that we have. Like, one of our biggest issues is we couldn't give it away for free. You know, one of the issues was that we, you know, with, with universities, they have so, so many uh, barriers of entry. Their yes. sales cycles are very long. The sales cycle didn't really deter us. It was the fact that we couldn't test it. We were having trouble like just saying, hey, take this and test it for us. But they, you know, we had a credibility issue of not having done it before. You know, um, it, we had an unproven platform. It They just wouldn't use it. <laughs> and I think of, you know, and I try to think of that as like, what if they did? How long would it, would he have been down that rabbit hole before he realized that that wasn't us? Right. Yeah. How long would it have taken for you to realize where y'all really should be? Yeah. And, and do you think in mentor in its current state, do you think it would almost be worth the time to go back to the universities? Um, I'll I'll put it this way: I think mentor in its current state will um, be launched and will grow rapidly and we will stay that path. I think there will be a 
urge to play around with the the, the, the men helping. I won't even say this. I'll put it this way: to helping organizations manage their network of connections, not specifically universities. Okay. Um, and all and that's part of that is because going into universities and it it goes back into an enterprise software kind of mentality, which requires a completely different business model, uh, requires different kind of people with expertise. Um, you know, we're building, you know, the, the team we're building designer, we just brought on, you know, like we just brought on designer who has experience building multiple networking apps, designing multiple, like, you know, like everything changes when you, if we go back to that, you know, so, so wow. yeah, I don't know, man, probably not. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Because <laughs> excuse I, me. I mean, I I found that while at LSU was a big problem with the people that were you know my peers in the classes. They were like, okay, we've got this great idea. Now we want to bring it somewhere. You know, you had Innovation Park, and you had the people within the LSU entrepreneurship program that would help you. But at the same time, you say, okay, you know, you got professors that they teach their stuff and they know their stuff really, really well. But that real world experience is so invaluable to students that it would almost be beneficial to have a, a program or something like that because that was one of the biggest struggles that we had going through the programs was the same thing that you got when you got set up with a mentor. Here's a business plan. Here's a uh, business model canvas. Fill this out and we'll go on to step two. Then we'll go on to step three and we'll go on to step four. And it's like, okay, yeah. but I get that. What else is there? Yeah. I mean, what in more a, in a school setting, that makes sense, right? I mean, what? Yeah. So, but did you, did you get connected? Like what happened? We ended up... I ended up going to a couple of networking events and we started talking more to the guest speakers. Right. And that was huge. Yes. Having guest lecturers come in and just tell us their story and sitting around for Q&A was the best, one of the better experiences I had in a classroom. Yeah. Because from there, I grew that relationship and developed with that connection with that individual. And I, I still talk to a good many of them today, yeah. even after I've graduated. You know, yeah. and so having that connection is so invaluable. A mentor has that ability to do that outside of the classroom, which I think is going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, I think it's it depends. I mean, you have schools like I think there's certain areas where you can you you know teach, and there there should be steps. Right? Don't get me wrong. Like I could have benefited from steps as well. You know, <laughs> I the probably, steps are important. Yes. Yeah, the steps are important. I, you know, when it comes to, I guess. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think universities would hugely benefit from giving their students a tool or even the option of using a tool that would help connect them with entrepreneurs um, that would help them succeed, right? To teach them how to go set up meetings for themselves, to teach them how to identify the values that they have because one of the biggest things that the shift from that you are a mentor, you are a mentee, is that we're making everyone say, hey, what are you good in? And we're making everyone say, what are you bad in? And, you know, we word it differently, but but essentially we're opening the door and saying, it's okay to say I need help or it's okay to say that I would like to learn. It's, it's a better word, right? right? I would like to learn something. And what is that thing? And if you put it out there, you'll be amazed with the response that you'll get from people. You know, you'll be amazed that people wouldn't mind helping, but they need to know what you need help in. Um, so, you know, if, yeah, I mean, going into university doing it, I, I don't know, you know, you know, but if there's a university listening, you know, send your <laughs> students um, to mentor, we'll send them a, a, a code. They can have a year free. I don't know. Like we want to do that. Like we want to help entrepreneurs at 
at the earliest stage, understand the value of the connections they make, you know? Um, and I've had a few students from LSU in the entrepreneurship department reach out to me already wanting to use the platform. Others I've met through networking events. I think all the others that I haven't seen at the events um, could benefit from it, surely, you know, much like much like you did. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, that was the biggest thing for me at you know, at LSU was what connections can I build? What relationships can I grow right. while I'm there? You know, as right. opposed to getting a phenomenal education from a phenomenal university, it's yeah, a matter of it's yeah. a matter of getting what can I what what can I take from here and go forward with, you know, and how can I go and help other people do that same thing? I think is something that's just you don't see it as much as you'd like to. Yeah, and I kind of find that when people graduate, they go on and they never come back. But it's always in the back of my mind: how can we go back and how can we help those kids that are there in the same position we were? not go through the same stuff that we went through. Ah, okay. So I, I, see, I see what you're saying now. You know, so, like, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a... They have to experience it first. I mean, I think that's, that's one. You know, I look, I've, I've, been, I've been a mentor in two different occasions uh, for, you know, in, in, in programs within Southeastern. I've, I try to go back, like, when I can. Um, but, uh, you know, when you... <laughs> I think I think you may, you make a point. I think I think one of the difficult things for me in formal settings of anything like that is like you're putting people in a box and you're telling them this is how you can help. Um, but you're not just saying this is how you can help. This, like this is here's all the actions you have to take to help. You know, and you have to follow this step and this step and this step. Where where I think students could benefit from being given access to take action you know it's one thing because you can't force feed them and say hey here's here's some things go ahead and meet these people but to, to give them something to hey go reach out because i'll say this I, when i was in school anyway, this is my personal experience um i went out and when i was looking to get help from my uh, from professionals in the safety industry when i was in uh graduating in safety that in the safety program um you know I kept getting ref like I kept getting connected with the same guy who came to ten, you know, speaking engagements at the school. You know that he does like preventative maintenance for like some piping, you know, and he's got some safety background there. And I couldn't have a I I, didn't, I couldn't have a conversation with him. I'm sorry. Like there's some people you just can't yeah you know connect with. Like I like you have to acknowledge like there's some people you don't connect with. Where where I saw that they lack the most is that they didn't have a network to tap into, you know? So, on it, like, honestly, like, there should be, let's, I mean, I'm a spitball. Like, I think there should be a way where the alumni, let's say the entrepreneurship department, at all times can see all these students and all everything that they're looking for help in, you know? And if they opt in, those students can reach out to them or something. You know, like, like, Creates create the the bridge and allow them to do their thing, right? You know, like like make sure to diversify the amount of people that come in and and speak or you know things like come tell stories. Hell, like I couldn't tell you the amount of times I'd go sit in a in a class where someone would come give a speech, but they're not giving a speech speech about them. They're giving a speech about what they do. I, honestly, I could I could care less what you do. Like, 
I don't want to know what you do at 8 a.m. and 9, and this is how I do my job, and this, like, okay, like, none of that excites us. Like, we can look up job descriptions. I'm, you know, like, we're getting to the point where, like, the needs of, uh, the needs of, 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 of college students of, of the next generation are not so, um, they're just not the same, you know? And I feel like the, like, like things like bringing someone in to describe their job, like we can look up job descriptions. Come tell me the story of how you got that job. Come tell me about the time that you got an argument with your boss and how you resolved it. You know, come tell me the time you interviewed someone and they really amazed you. Like, right? I mean, yeah. I, I just, I just think there's, the, there's that gap. Like what are, what our real needs are like, like this is the age of storytelling, you know, like the information is there. Like there's no more, benefit in in having um like access to information is has never been greater it's never been greater access to people is beginning to diminish because people are are now they can go behind their emails and their profiles and and like i said like people like the mentor of last spring create platforms that create more barriers of entry. Right. Like us. Like, you yeah. know, so anyway, yeah, you got me talking about this. You know, this is, <laughs> yeah. So hey, what about you? Have you, have you given back? Have you, you know, you say that, have you seen an opportunity to? That's what I'm starting to do. Yeah. Actually, that's kind of what the, the start of this, that's what kind of brought me to this whole podcast thing, basically, yeah. was what can I do? What's, what's something I can do to help other people get to where they want to go? And what do I have to offer that will help them get there? And I'm like, okay, you know, I guess the only thing I can say is, I, you know, I've, I, I know a whole lot of people within the area, within my, within my network, you know, obviously you know everybody in your network, but I know a lot of people right. within different spaces that, you know, I'm easy to talk with. I'm easy to talk to them and chat about what their needs are, what their desires are. But more importantly, you know, I went through the entrepreneurship program as one of the first graduates. It was me and one other girl, uh, Mary Catherine Emery. We both graduated as the first degree candidates at LSU with a bachelor in entrepreneurship. And nice. so we're like, okay, nice. what did I like about the program and what didn't I like about the program? And now how can I help go back and resolve? Yeah. So, you know, this week I'm meeting with uh, Dr. Ed Watson to talk yeah. about some of that stuff. You know, he's going to come on the show. We're going to talk about whatever we talk about. But that's going to be one of the big things that I talk with him is, hey, what can I do to come back? You know, and two weeks ago, I had Larry Heimendinger on the show, and he said his biggest thing that he saw at the university level was the kids need somebody. I say kids. The students need somebody out there, even if it's a year or six months past graduation, that have that real-world experience to come in and talk to them and say, hey, this is what it's really like. You know, your books are giving you a perfect world, yeah. a perfect scenario, but nothing is ever perfect. And so just going back in there and talking with them is something that I want to, you know, try to start to do. Like say, hey, I'm available this day and this day. If somebody wants to meet me at a coffee shop and grab coffee and just chat, I'm in for it. Yeah. You know, or I could go on Wednesday and talk with Dr. Ed. And he'd say, oh, great. We need this, 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 and this. And then I'm like, perfect. Let's see what I can do. So I've started the process to ask, what can I do to give back? What can I do to help? And it's a slow one because, like you said, no one wants to do change and nobody wants to mix things up. And nobody, yeah. especially at the university level, especially at the university level, it takes a lot to get something moving. 
but everybody wants it to happen. But for some reason it can't because you've got this policy, you've got this person in charge, or it's simply that's the way it's always been done. Yeah. And so I've start I've started to I guess to knock on the door and say, Hey, what can I do? Hey, where can I help? Yeah. And you have trouble in universities, man. We, yeah. when we were doing the mentorship uh, platform for universities. We, we there's there's universities out there that have fifty page program outlines oh, wow. of all the details and research, and they don't have a running program because that because in universities that's what you do. You have to do all this research first, and you have to put forth all these plans. You know, um, that's what we benefit in the startup world. We just um, we sell first and figure it out later. You know. <laughs> I think that's kind of what a lot of entrepreneurs do. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. they they don't you know stick their feet in the shallow end and slowly wade out to get to the deep yeah. water. They go nah off the diving board, belly flop. So so there's traction there. You think you you'll be able to get back you know give back in some way or I'm gonna keep trying until is there it, is. Is it that hard to like you know maybe go to a class? <sighs> like do they want to, like I guess that's always curious about that. One thing I I thought of is like let's say in entrepreneurship you have. A class talking about business or no, the business mo- business models. One class you're talking about um, marketing strategies or um, you know making a sale. Like I wish there was like in my head, I'd be you know it'd be cool to be given that that lecture and then have an entrepreneur come in and tell their crazy ass story about what happened when they try to do that the first time. <laughs> like really, I yeah. mean, because you're doing it for the first time, you want to. Like, you know, in your head, you're just like, this is just a task. But, like, I want to hear it from someone who's done it in the real world. Um, and not to lecture me about it. Again, well, you know, you have problems. Some people aren't storytellers. But stories is where it begins to resonate, you know. Right. They can start feeling like they can begin to create an idea of what to expect when they do this. You know? I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I see exactly right? what you're saying. And that's... They, my biggest, I guess, regret that we didn't have the opportunity in LSU or whenever I was there was to have enough guest speakers, yeah. to have enough guest lecturers come in. You know, I was, I was talking with somebody about it after a class one day, talking about a guest lecturer or with one of the guests. And he was like, what can we do? What can I do to help with the university to get on? I'm like, get more people like you here. Get more people in here telling us their stories, telling us their struggles. I don't want to read in a book your, you know, how this perfect algorithm works and how this perfect canvas works, and then, boom, it's going to blow up because it never does, except for the rare unicorns, but everybody sees unicorns as the normality, but that's far and few in between of somebody that you know says, hey, I'm going to start this business, and then it slowly grows over the course of 5 or 10, 15, 20 years, yeah. whereas a person that is an over, quote-unquote overnight success so yeah. I'd rather I find people benefit much more from having those people come in that don't have the huge successes yet, but can explain to us and articulate how they're working through their struggles and how they're working through their failures and overcoming them. Yeah. And I find that would be just you could almost have a class called uh, entrepreneurship and whatever the number is guest lecturers. Yeah. And every week you have a new person come in and tells their story and tells what they learned about starting a business or, Hey, I did the business model canvas or, Hey, I went through a business plan and this is what happened after I did it. You know, I think having that would be great or even having the ability to tap into the alumni that have already graduated. What year did you, so you were the, so you were the Guinea pig. I was the Guinea pig. I was literally the Guinea pig. How many, so how how many years ago was that? How many years have been by? 
Um, I just made a year and a half. How is this new? 18. So, 2018. This is really fresh. Very fresh. I didn't realize that was that new. Oh, it's it oh was, my God. Bad Ridge, we're so behind. It, it, it was very new. I mean, yeah. like I said, it was me and one of the girl were the only two that were graduating in it. You had to have it as a paired degree, which means you had to have an extra 30 hours. So I graduated with two degrees and a minor for a total of 150 course hours, but my degree program only requires 120. Yeah. And so it was anything that I would throw at them, yeah. say, hey, let's try this. Hey, let's try that. They're like, oh, okay, sure. It's the first year going around. Nice. They were more willing to... to to become flexible, but I find that in those early stages, people are willing to be very flexible. But then as they figure it out, they start getting stricter and yeah. stricter and stricter, and you lose that room for creativity. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, you know, there's a couple things I guess now I'm realizing. I think it's probably less, uh, probably less worrisome now that it's only been a, it's only been like a year or something. Yeah. And then Badridge is already such a smaller hub for for business. Um, growth as it is uh, that's not like my opinion it's a fact like in 2010 we had over 2900 new businesses 2018 we had 2200 like it's a fact that it's just a small business hub um, and yes there's some great great initiatives out there to, to help it grow um, but they're, they're I mean like the research park put out a report and that they, they paid $50,000 for to, to and, and the findings of the report said that the innovation park and research park and all those and and all of those um, entities should collaborate more. Duh. <laughs> like duh, they should collaborate more. What do you like? You know, and then they were going through leadership changes and 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 that was just part of the reason they did the reports so they can figure out like you know where they are and I think there's benefit there. But but duh, like there's like the you know. I'll give you an, I'll give you an, an example. Um, you know uh, Kenny, yeah, not, not yet. So Kenny, um, you know, uh, CEO of of um, three six eight, three six eight, right? Three sixty eight. Three sixty eight. My apologies, Kenny. Three sixty eight. <laughs> um, Kenny ran a, a big conference last year, whose lead um, sponsor was Louisiana Technology Park. Okay. Okay. I'm in the I'm in the Louisiana Technology Park. I never heard about it. Really? You know, again, don't get me wrong. If if it was my failure, if that email came through, great. I've looked up because after Kenny told me this, I looked it up. I looked at my emails, all my emails, all my notifications. Looked on their website. I didn't know about it. Like, so that that's you know when you talk like when you talk about like the some of the issues like. I know there's a lot of marketing headed towards brew. I get that. But when you have a conference that lead, was leaded by Kenny, who was last year's young young business person of the year in Baton Rouge, whose lead sponsor is Louisiana Technology Park, and as a member of the Technology Park, I don't get and, and I, I I am not aware of it any in any way. That's crazy to me, you know. Nothing wrong with them, nothing wrong that they know anything wrong. I probably wouldn't. Maybe I. Maybe I would have made the same. Maybe I wouldn't have done it either. Maybe I wouldn't have sent a, an email. But I'm just saying, like in general, like this city is so siloed. You know, the resources are siloed. They're in vaults, in offices, behind, you know, people with strong titles. And like to get to them, you have to go through them. 
Right. It just seems that way. You know, and again, and again, some people will maybe hear this and go, no, 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 no. Well, are you the person that's standing at the top or are you the up and coming entrepreneur? Which one? Because I'm telling you, like from down here, that's what it feels like, you know? Um, you know, you go, you go, you go to other cities and immediately they open up the floodgates for you for, for resources. They don't give a shit. Like, you know, their you know their mindset is here, take everything and good luck. You'll probably fail, but good luck. Take it all. Take all the information we have. Here's two people you should connect with before we leave. Like before I leave the office, here's two people you should connect with. You know, like I, I speak about it in my book um in, in Askholes is like one of the last things you should say, and this is from a normal entrepreneur, like um, you know, mid-level and upcoming, um, is every conversation should just leave with like, how can I help you? So in any kind of introductory conversation, as these young entrepreneurs are coming up, there should be, like it should be written all over the wall, how can I help you? How can we help you? So the entrepreneur feels like they can ask. Whereas I think the current state is, here's what we'll give you. You know, be grateful. Right. Here's Sorry, and I know, I know, I know. You know, there's probably people that are like, "Ah, oh, cats full of shit." No, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, there's that's how you know that's how it felt. Like, it felt like a bunch of like, "Hey, um, you know, we're here to help you," and like, you know, this will give you, okay, you know, like, you know, be happy with it. And it's changed. I think I think the community's changing. It's getting better. Um, but anyway, I, I, you know, but but I just want to go back to that report. Like, there's a report out there. It's put out. The main thing is we should collab that you guys should collaborate more. Duh. Yeah. And that's the, the biggest struggle is having people collaborate and actually talk to each other across departments yeah. or across entities. You know, we I was talking on the last episode about it, a fact that the engineering department and the entrepreneurship department, they both want to have this great thing. They both want to have this great entrepreneurship building and connecting, but they both want credit for it individually you know you've got this like you i think the way you phrase it was so perfect everything's in silos everyone wants it for them and maybe somebody else but it's not cross like oh let's let's get you let's get you and let's get you and let's all come together and let's let's do it you know as one not necessarily as oh this entity and this entity and this entity and let's come together and let's all do it who cares who gets the credit Let's just make this good thing happen. Interesting. Usually, like power dynamics there, huh? See, universities, man, it's hard. Like the you know, well, but, a few universities are like that, I guess. I, well, but like you were you saying with the with the tech part, yeah, how yeah. they said that they need to collaborate more. Yeah, the the report the report put out um, once as there was leadership change between research park, tech park, um, however is. Yeah, I mean they need to, you know. I get on, you know. I, I guess I guess like I, you know things move slow. I'll say that. Like it's also don't get me wrong. Like Louisiana, love it to death. I, I think I think everyone should come work in Louisiana. Honestly, I firmly believe that. I think every business should come and work in Louisiana for a year and understand what it takes to get deals done. Um, you know, we so we started signing partnerships um, in early June. For for mentor and part of the part of the partnerships was us providing the resources of of what we've what we know in mentoring to these organizations, um, helping them connect their people through our um, eight because the 
the matching API, which is the bread and butter of, of Mentor, um, is an API, and it's going to be deployed in a variety of ways to help networks that aren't necessarily um, using Mentor um, be matched. So we started doing these partnerships, and the average time it took, let's say, to, to close the, the couple deals that we have here in uh, deals, uh, partnerships here in Louisiana, like two and a half months. You know, because you know, you know what happens in Louisiana, they go, hey, great, great talking to you. You know, really love this stuff. Great, great. Um, let's meet next month. You know, I got a few things coming up. I'm like, it's going to take you a month to get those few things done? I, yeah, you know, but, you know, I don't ask that question, but next month, <laughs> you know, um, it's not exactly what you would think is uh, startup material to to want to move fast. Um, so, but we ended up closing um, uh, deals in New York, Boston, um, Minnesota, I want to say. Two in New York, one in Boston, one in Minnesota. And one one company that I'm not sure the location is kind of remote. All of those, all of them, under 10 days. Under 10 days. Under 10 days. You know why? Because because in those environments, there is no uh, bullshit. Like they just say, hey, great idea. Hey, let's talk. You want to sign? Let's, uh, I love to talk Thursday. I'll get the, uh, you know, CTO, the CMO, the whatever, you know, I'll get this person on the phone and, um, let's let's go over the, the MOU. Yeah, let's do this. Let's run, right? Or, nope, this idea is stupid. I, you know, obviously they say it in a more nice way. They say this is not for us. Like, I don't think it really aligns with what we're trying to do. Good luck with you guys. If there's anything we can do to let us help, to, for us to help, let us know. But, you know, down here, nope. Just don't run that. They just don't run that way. They Next month, and then next month, and then review it with our legal team. Like, like you could give them... a. Like if it's a do, even a document that would say, uh, no, you know, non-binding partnership, <clears throat> whatever it may be, you have to go through so many so many hoops to do things down here. Um, which, and I think this is the part that you know, if people may think, oh, like, you know, you're just whining about Louisiana. No, I think people should work here. I think people should work here because they understand, I, you know. When I go to other cities, there, there's of all the things that I'm whining about, you know, you could say that I'm that I'm pointing out that I'm saying that I view as as major flaws. I think are huge strengths. Why? Because I go to another city, and you know, they'll connect you with anybody, and they they, they just kind of let you run, and they they they, you know, they give you the, whatever you need, and 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 maybe they're more suited to do that. And I think Baton will eventually do that. But part of the appeal that I think that will help strengthen people here is it shows you the value of the connections that you have. You know, you're connected to someone. I, I said it in a more sarcastic way earlier, but I do mean it. You should be grateful that you know them and you should, and it teaches you how to give value back to them because they notice. And if you don't give value back to them, those connections begin to diminish, you know, um, maybe in other places they got so many. They got they know so many people. They're not even sure. Like Kazra, yeah, you're awesome, great. I, here, here's this. Um, so, yeah, I, we'll improve. I mean, you know, yeah, it'll take time, but we'll get there. Yeah, as long as we, you know, start next month, right? Start next month. Yes, start right. next month. No, um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get there. Just shoot me an email. 
next month. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I'm going. I, I'm on a, on a one month holiday for Christmas, so let's talk in January. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what? I guess to kind of start the wrap up process, what what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned in this process of getting mentor and your other uh, endeavors off the ground? Mm. So I, this this may sound uh, too simple, but having a having a clear vision, like very clear, you know, when when you have a really good understanding of what it is that you're trying to do, that helps you prioritize in the right way. So early on, my mind was so wide open to to ideas that. I would take in ideas and I would begin putting my time towards tasks and projects that were completely off the mark of what our company was trying to do. You know, like taking calls with people about business propositions that had nothing to do with what we were trying to do. Not saying don't talk to them, maybe I could have, but I would in some cases create tasks out of that. You know, and then you're spending time doing things that just aren't aligned with you know what you're trying to do so it's i think that and prioritization are uh some of the biggest things that early on you know even people i've talked to can uh, other founders can uh struggle with because they're they're being scrappy they're trying to do whatever they need to do wow okay well thank you so much castro for coming on the show i really appreciate your time um i think the best way for people, if they want to get in touch, they can go to mentor.co and they can join the waiting list. And those in the Baton Rouge area, you can join the Startup Grind chapter. Um, and I'll be sure to put the link below in the description. So I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Uh, this has been a great time with my good friend, Kasra. And yeah, this is uh, Patty G signing off from the Patty G Show. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Patty G Show. It would mean the world to me if you could take just a few moments and give the show a five-star rating and click that subscribe button. Also, if you want to help me out, be sure to tell all your friends and family about the show. And if you or someone you know wants to be on the show, be sure to have them reach out to me through the Facebook page at the Patty G Show. And as always, I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope you challenge yourself in some way to help those around you. And if there's anything I can do to help you with that, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thanks. Have a great day.